0: Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. On this episode, we are going to be talking leadership and why we need more leaders in our community and in our country. I have, let me see, I'm not like, going to mess this up, Jorge Benevante. That sounds good. That sounds good? Yeah. All right. And you know, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I originally met him at uh, Books Beer and Networking about a year ago. Yeah. About a year ago. So it, it's been a good relationship and... Once you start to listen to Jorge and what he talks about in leadership and where he's come from in his story It is incredible and you know when he talks, you know, you got to listen to You know what he's saying because it is powerful and each one of us have our own story of where we come from And we get in our own ways and I do that was just talking off here prior to this and how I get in my own way of getting things done, too So we're gonna break through that today and have a good conversation about leadership hi this is rob kohansky your host of local first podcast connecting local businesses to your community New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities, think exacta. Enjoy the show. How are you doing today, R.A.? So far, so good, Rob. So, thanks I, for having me. Oh, no doubt. Like I said, it's it's. I wish I'd got you on here sooner, but, you know, it's it's... Better late than never, man. You know, so before we get into, you know, the the leadership aspect of, uh, you know, what we're talking about on this particular episode, you know, give the listeners kind of an idea of, you know, who you are and, you know, a little bit of your background and, you know, how'd you get to wearing that that nice suit that you're wearing (laughs) today? (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Rob. I mean... um
1: i'm a local guy grew up here in waukesha um my story i guess it really starts i'm an immigrant kid i was born uh, in nicaragua in the early 80s so the um, communist revolution that happened there uh, directly touched my family we ended up immigrating we're forced to immigrate and flee to the u.s as political refugees due to the civil war that was happening with uh, the sandinista movement and so my parents moved here to the States, um, and they really are, um, I guess, the poster child for what it means to be a successful immigrant. Uh, I grew up um, poor, like in, in, in government housing, and was able to see my parents go from um, poor immigrants, middle class, upper middle class. They were able to put their three sons through a great education system here, um, and so a lot of what I do today is, is a reflection of that. Uh, my parents came here with a suitcase um, and me, and I'm spending the rest of my life repaying them for the, the amazing opportunity that it is to grow up here um, in the U.S. So I was a ESL kid, you know, English is a second <laughs> language, um, grew up here in, in Waukesha, And then uh, went off to University of Whitewater, played football there while I was going to school, and then went right into the the business world and uh, got into the financial world. So I
0: have to just ask you a question here. Being an immigrant child and and being, you know, your your parents from another country and— and I hear this all the time, not all the time, but most a lot of time is like, there's no opportunity in the U.S. for people. <laughs> and I I'll constantly hear stories of people from other countries. Yeah. Do you think that the people that live here in the U.S. and growing up here take it for granted? A hundred percent.
1: I mean, uh, it, it's, if it's painful to see um, in the current climate the, the incredible opportunity that's squandered here in the US. And I think uh, perspective is everything. And growing up, my parents um, embedded in myself and my brothers that w- the w- we have everything here in the US. It didn't matter where we started. Um, it matters what we do with the opportunities that we have. And and the opportunities that we have are different, right? I mean, uh, because I'm Spanish-speaking, a lot of the clientele that, that I service are Spanish-speaking. Uh, Being Spanish-speaking, I've always looked at it, and it was embedded in me, that it's an incredible um, asset that most people don't have. So I've been able to serve and help families that otherwise would largely be ignored. And so coming here, I mean, it's better than ever. I mean, there are more people— earning more money in a variety of different ways, the old way of, you know, you had to go to school and and you had to get a college degree in order to be, quote unquote, successful. um, That's all changed. And it continues to change. It continues to evolve. And I, I, 1,000, you cannot convince me otherwise. I mean, it's, you know, it brings us down to, uh, you know, the fair question, right? What's fair? And the reality is nothing's fair, the, the world isn't fair and if you expect it to be you'll be left behind
0: no doubt and it sounds like you know, your parents were um instilled the leadership for you and gave you they set those examples to be able to I guess you know go out there and push yourself yeah
1: oh 100 yeah yeah I mean my um, I grew up very fortunate my parents I am fortunate. My parents are still together. They recently retired. Um, They live here locally in, you know, in Waukesha. And both my mom and my dad gave us an an incredible example of just incredible work ethic, incredible gratitude, an incredible example of what it means to be um, a functioning and contributing member in a community. I mean, I grew up very involved in our local church, in our schools, and, um, and ultimately all that translates into being of service to others. So at the time, I didn't know that that's what it was, uh, but growing up and reflecting on it, it really did embed in me that um, if, if you ever want to be successful, you have to be a person of value and bring that value to
0: your community and to the marketplace. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So let's get into the leadership discussion. I mean, kind of say way right into that. Do we need more leaders? Sorry, we started off with that one. Do we need more leaders? I think um, as
1: we spoke a little bit offline, there's never been, in my opinion, a, a more of a need for individuals to lead in their communities, in their companies, um, and even lead themselves. And there's such a shortage. Um, unfortunately, it's become commonplace right now that we're hoping for someone else to take care of it. You know, Someone else, um, you know, take care of my future. Someone else, do this for me. And uh, in the words of the great Jocko Willink, you, you have to have extreme ownership. You have to own um, what's around you. And sometimes that's unreasonable and that's okay. It is okay to make unreasonable commitments. It is okay to have unreasonable work ethic in order to set a great example, not just for the people around you, but the person that has to buy into you, your mission, your vision, first and foremost is you.
0: That's so true. If you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to get others to believe in you. Never. And I, I say that, and there's so many aspects in, in life is that, you know, whether you're know whether you in sales or whether, regardless of what you're doing, you know, whether you're trying to fall in love or, you know, be a leader, it all starts with yourself. Yeah. And if you don't believe in yourself, other people aren't going to believe you because they're going to see it. And more often than not,
1: you have to have, and, and it's my opinion, you have to have enough belief for the two of you, sometimes for the three of you. You have to have that, uh, you know, John Maxwell's law of the lid, right? If the leader's at a five or a six on a one to 10 scale, yeah. nobody in the organization is going to supersede the pace of the leader. right? So if your belief isn't a 10, your work ethic isn't a 10, your commitment is not a 10, how can you expect the people that follow you
0: to supersede that example, that's a good point. That's a good point. What are you know? What are some of the you know? Define what leadership is. You know, I mean, there's there's all kinds of you know definitions. You go into Webster Dictionary, you know, but to Jorge Benevante, what is a leader? A leader goes first, and
1: by going first, um, you're going to make mistakes. By going first, you might go in the wrong direction sometimes, but a leader goes first and leads by example a leader goes first and has the humility to understand when he or she has made a mistake Uh, a leader goes first i mean that's that's first and foremost and leads with a servant's heart i mean that's that's something that just the longer i work with and for people the more clear it becomes that it's when you lead with a servant's heart what you get in return is is so much more
0: that's awesome I like that yeah. as like we talked a little bit earlier and one of the things I learned from um, uh, the army and primary leadership development school is that to give a strong why mm-hmm. it's it's one thing just to tell people to do things but tell them why they're doing it and give them purpose behind it, it goes a long way yeah and it's in in, in my coaching
1: and in, in when I work with whether it's clients, or I, I lead a team of sales reps. Uh, clarity is key. Clarity, yes, clarity and, is key. And clarity, I have found, brings power. It brings courage. If you're crystal clear on your goal or set of goals, that's one thing. But then being clear on why it matters to you is what I what you know what I found is that helps fuel that courage. Because in any endeavor, in any goal, you either upfront and ongoing, you will meet resistance. And resistance could come in the form of no's. It could come in the form of disappointments. It could come in the form of um, being stood up, lied to, disappointed, cheated. All those things happen. And they don't necessarily mean you're necessarily doing something wrong. It's just part of the process. And if you're crystal clear on what you're doing, why it's important to you, you will build the habit of pushing through resistance. If you don't, it's real easy to fall back.
0: Oh, it is. And as those three questions keep coming up, those, I mean, I'll tell you guys what, why, and how. I I mean, those three questions, I've never heard them more in 2020 than any other time in my life. And when you put those three questions to work with clarity, oh, my goodness, just about anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I
1: mean, uh, when you you look around, I mean, we live in an incredible time. I mean, where kids are becoming millionaires, you know, with, and, and they're not necessarily even selling a product. They're Utilizing modern technology, something like YouTube or uh, Etsy or Amazon or you know things that didn't podcast pod- podcasting <laughs> right. I, I mean uh,
0: things that didn't exist yeah. in their current form twenty years ago, even ten years ago. Right? I mean, it's just ridiculous the amount of technology is out there that's available to them. I mean to get a hold of my friends back when I was that age, I had to go to this thing that was on the wall. You had a rotary dial, yeah. and you had to call people up. Yeah. Or you had to go outside and find them someplace in the park. Yeah, and if you didn't, if you called their house and they didn't answer, you didn't
1: have voicemail. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. So um, we live in an exciting time. We're living in an am- amazing country that offers these uh, outstanding opportunities, and we only have so much time in a day. You only have so much effort in a day. Yeah, and. One of the things that keeps me up is, you know, Oprah has 24 hours in the day just like I do. She's got a 1,000 people working for her. She does. does,
0: But she had to get there
1: first. And it didn't happen on accident. Okay. And so what I ended up realizing is the the key difference between myself and an Oprah, myself and, you know, however you feel about President Trump, is how we utilize those hours. And you're right. I mean— Today, she's got a thousand people working for her. But
0: it wasn't always that way. It wasn't always that way. We always see the present. We don't see the journey. Yeah. It's just like watching a movie and how this guy went from zero to hero in two hours and we're like, oh, I can do that. But they skip out like a lot of stuff that that has to be done. Yeah. I mean, I I always look at the I love football. And and just even like the basketball too is the, the the amount of technology and training and coaching these kids got now compared to when when I played football or when I play sports is yep. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it's almost like if you're not a specialist and you don't have personal trainers and and go online and figure this out, you get left behind. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's our world. Yeah, I mean sports
1: is a microcosm of society where in sports there's. Clear winner and there's a clear loser and that, yeah and, and you either clearly made the team or you didn't make or the you team didn't. and so um, bringing it back to to that leadership aspect is understanding that and I love uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson where he makes you know he talks about Rob you've heard this it's not whether you win or lose it's how you play the game exactly yeah but, but the reality is is life isn't a game it's a series of games. And what you take from, the lessons that you take from this game can help you win future games. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Right? And we're all simultaneously playing multiple games. Exactly. It's not so much that you're losing and you, yeah, we all lose. I lost. Yep. I failed. But it's what you get out of that, what yep. you've learned from that to, you know, brush your shoulders off, stand back up and get back out there. Yeah. And, you know, and that's part of being a leader too. Yeah is getting out there. So we've talked a lot so far and I got some other questions about leadership, but what is a bad leader? (laughs) Hey, we we have to put that out there because you know what? Everybody's listening is going, yeah, that's me. I'm a good leader. Now we're going to point out what a bad leader looks like. So you might be you look in the mirror, Yeah. look in that accountability mirror and make sure that you're not doing some of these things and, and learn from it. Yeah.
1: I think, um, You know, I love the saying out of extreme ownership that there are no bad teams. There are only bad leaders. And I look at a a developing leader, you know, and um, I guess I can look back. And the examples that I had coming up in business of poor leadership, I think, were just as valuable. So if you're not where you'd like to be, that's okay. Um, Leadership is something that you – that you could and should continue to develop forever. Um, But a bad leader, in my opinion, is someone who, I guess, leads out of self-interest. I mean, it's it's almost the opposite of a servant's heart, is someone who is in it for themselves, clearly in it for themselves, someone who um, utilizes or, or manipulates those around them. I've learned that you know shouting, yelling, intimidating is a very short-sighted way of controlling and it rarely yields great long-term results. I mean, it's, it's exhausting to do that. Um, in my own personal organization, I'm a big believer that it's my job as the leader to get you moving, whether that means moving up or moving out. Either way, we're not going to sit around and, and get stale. And we're a great company, but we're not a perfect fit for everybody, and that's fine. I'd rather we come to that mutual understanding in a relatively short period of time yeah, than drag it out over months or years. Similar to like a, a bad relationship is uh, when a, rela- a romantic relationship ends, m- most of the time – You both knew it was over for a while.
0: Oh, no doubt. And you know what? It was like, you know, I take this back because, you know, last summer I was going through some shit and, you know, I decided, you know what? I know what's going to fix this, fix everything. I'm going to go get a job. Yeah. And, you know, I, no harms. I went on work for Heartland, credit card processing, didn't know nothing about it. Yeah. And, you know, I went in there and it was like, oh, I'm just going to crush it. I'm going to go out there and do this. And you know what? I met some incredible people. I met some incredible business owners that I'm still friends with now. I'm still friends with the people that I were on my team with Sarah Bauer, Tony Jalen. And, and you know what? It wasn't for me. Yeah. And you know, it was like, it was miserable. Yeah. And it took me to, you know, it took the leadership of, you know, you know, Tony and Sarah and my wife to go, you're not happy. Go find something that you're passionate about. And in the words of Lupita Feruskia, Perez, make some money doing it. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. And and even in this short period of time,
1: the people that you've been able to affect and help by following your passion, by following what you're really about, is way more important than the money you were or were not making.
0: Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's like I'm happier. I'm just, you know, just the things that I get to do. And I'm learning so much and I'm growing every day for it. Yeah. And you know, being you know, wanting to be a leader in the podcasting industry and breaking the molds of how to monetize it from you know what I'm doing now and then going forward is just you know it's unheard of. So that's that's my way of leading the way and then training others how to do that. Before we get into what the skills are needed, does your business software make less or more work for you? If so, check out the corporate organizer. CRM and more. Think possibilities. Think uh So when it comes to skills and wanting to learn how to be a leader, you know what are some of those? You know those skills that you know people need to develop. You know some people just are natural born leaders. They're out there. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've seen some of them. I met some of them that you just at a young age are very powerful and they get it. You know, but a lot of that comes from you know, their, their, how they grew up as well, you know, but someone that, you know, for me, I had to go to, I had to go to the army. Yep, That's where I learned leadership. Yeah, And, you know, that's what I had to do to get to where I am and continue coaching and growth. You know, it, it, in your mind, you know, what do people need to do? What type of skills do they need to develop? And it's not to keep you, it's not going to happen overnight. No, no, it's not going to happen overnight. I yeah. mean, I went through, you know, Tons of training in the army, and I studied my ass off yep. to to get those stripes. Yeah, you know. So, what is it? You know. What I mean? It's hard work. There's one skill. You know. Think about. You know. I'm taking this, taking some of your Thunderwear here. Help no. me out. Help me out. Go Help ahead. Me out. <laughs> No, I, I, I,
1: honestly think um, there, it, it, it. There's a bunch of skills, but that, so, so that, give me,
0: so give me the top, yeah. the top three skills that people need to go after to be a good leader.
1: I would say number one is humility. And humility um, is a word that gets thrown around a lot. To me, humility means that I don't know everything and I am open and receptive to improvement. So I I constantly believe that I have to get better So, and that I I can and should learn from those around me. The second thing is focus. Mm, Yes. I mean – Absolutely. I mean, we live in a world where, to your point, there's a, lo- a lot of different ways to do it, but it's easier than ever to be distracted mm-hmm. and f- chase that butterfly or that look at, hey, there's a squirrel. Yep. And uh, here's hey. the thing: you could be working on a great opportunity, and another opportunity comes across your desk. You have to be crystal clear on whether that opportunity feeds your overall mission and vision for your life, not just your job, not just your income. But is that congruent with everything else that you, you'd like to accomplish? And then the third thing, along with humility, along with focus, is just an incredible work ethic. And I mean incredible. You, I don't know how else to do it than working harder, more focused, showing up earlier, staying later, getting the right people to support you. Is what really sets a, a leader apart, and and I didn't make this stuff up. I had a fantastic example. Um, I was very fortunate. I mean, my dad was an incredible example of a business owner. Um, my dad was very involved as a, as a deacon in the Catholic Church. I came up in um, under a Hall of Fame uh, football coach, you know, uh, Coach Bill Young, who helped really develop mental toughness. That focus, just it's those two men absolutely changed my life and helped set the stage, so that when I had other great mentors enter my life, um, I knew whether it could be an effective working partnership. But I would
0: say those three are are just foundational. I love what you said about the humility and doing hard work and serving others, and it wasn't easy for me to get into the army. Yeah. Even at that time, yeah. it was not easy. Um, and having a leader as my recruiter, Sergeant Sumner, I know you're out there somewhere. And I don't tell, tell this story to you often, but he called, I got in there and I, he called me up one night. And he goes, Hey Rob, he goes, uh, we need to go for a ride. And I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I'm coming to pick you up. Now, keep in mind, he could have just said, you know what, screw you, Rob, we're going out to the next person.
1: Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, at that time in my life, I was not doing football like you, Jorge. I did not have the great leadership in the background of mm-hmm. people supporting me like that. I had four warrants out for my arrest in different municipalities. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm not yeah. going to tell the Army. They won't know. Yeah. How could they possibly know anything yeah. like that? It's the government, it's right? It's the government, right? <laughs> oh, that was a big learning. They know everything. Yeah. But what Sergeant Sumner did is... He took me out there and took me to every single one of the places where I had warrants off for my arrest, cleared my name, whether it was paying off fines or whatever magic he pulled, and got me in. That changed my life. Now, fast forward two and a half years later, I'm in Grafenwehr, Germany, doing my primary leadership development training. I'm out in the woods and there's, I got the, our platoon, we're doing some training and I look over and about 20, 30 yards and another group of uh, soldiers out there doing some training and lo and behold, there's Sergeant Sumner. He looks over at me and Jorge, he looks over to his jaw drops and he's like, holy shit. <laughs> and he's like, and he knew my name. Yep. He knew who I was. Yeah. And then went on to tell the story on how he got me in there and then said, you know what? Didn't really know how this was going to turn out, but yeah. two and a half years being in the army, going through and getting my stripes. Now that's like, that's no joke. No. That's going out there, putting in the work, figuring out what you got to do and becoming a leader. Yeah. I mean, and it was done through
1: example. Yes. I mean, going way above and beyond and the ripple effect even to this day. Oh, no doubt. Just in the way that you're telling the story, that was one of those life-changing moments. Oh, yes. Because he could have taken you to that first municipality
0: and left you there. And left me there. Or what, you know, and I looked at it, too. It was like, you know, I, I tell people, you know, if the Army, you know, saved my life. And, you know, it's the same old cliche. Uh, I could have been up in debt or in jail. Mm-hmm. But that was the reality of that time of yeah. what I was doing. And I knew that I had to make a change. Yeah. And, you know, looking in that mirror and going, you know what, if I don't do something different, regardless of how good I have it, I was a tool and die maker and all this other stuff, yeah. I was still doing, at night I was not a good person. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, yeah Sergeant Sutner, thank you so much. And the U.S. <laughs> Army, promote, recruit. I think a lot of people more should join the military and get a lot out of it. It's more than just all the other stuff. So, yeah. wow.
1: This is really cool, Hooray! No, that's, that's amazing. I mean, and that's... Just one example
0: of someone going... It it really is. And and what I'm going to do here is I want you to take a video of me. This is a quote that I came up... Do it the other way, um, like that. There you go. So this is something that came up uh, this morning out of uh, the Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. And Jorge and I talked about this a little bit. It's about setting goals. And this really hit me hard today, and I wanted to share this with you guys on a video before we get into the next segment. And this is from, I hope you're saying your name right, Dan Cassetta. The purpose of a goal isn't to hit the goal. The real purpose is to develop yourself into the type of person you can achieve your goals, regardless of whether you hit that particular one or not, it's who you become by giving it everything you have until the last moment. Regardless of the results, that matters most. So with that being said, is that set your goals, but don't put yourself so down when you don't reach them. Learn from it and become that person that can keep driving on,
1: all right? I mean, and that's everything. I 1000% agree with that. That's why you see millionaires or billionaires that build up these great companies and then something goes wrong and they go broke and then they come back. Stronger. Yeah. And that's the thing that I've learned is um, when you grow and develop yourself, y- you get better. And that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, nobody dies undefeated. No. <laughs> you know, we all we all make mistakes, they right? Was, yeah. Even uh, I, I'm, been a lifelong martial artist, even the greats like Muhammad Ali, even, you know, more currently, uh, Conor McGregor. When you stretch yourself high enough, it doesn't always go perfectly. It no, rarely it does. It rarely does. But by doing that, you pave the way, you make a great example, you set yourself apart so that the next go around, the next adventure, you are stronger,
0: bolder, sharper, Faster, And you set that path for others. Yeah. Because they're coming after you. It never stops. It never stops. So when one person says, oh, they see someone else do it, now that enlightens all those people, others, all those other people to go go for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just like that ripple, that butterfly effect of what you're doing by being a great leader as well. All right. That has been an incredible conversation on leadership. So, Jorge, how does someone get a hold of you? I mean, uh, how do they connect with you? Social media, uh, I'm uh, pretty active.
1: Uh, number one, on Instagram at all day Jorge B. Uh, same thing on Twitter. All day, Jorge B. Uh, I have a Facebook page, uh, Jorge Benevente agency partner at West Point. And uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Jorge
0: Benevente agency partner, West Point Financial. There you go. All right, so we're going to get into the rapid fire questions. So we're going to have some fun with this. Um, just there's no right or wrong answers. So before we get into that, you get to ask me uh, one question, any question that you want, and I'll do my best to answer.
1: So Rob, when it comes to leadership, uh, short of what you've already said, can you give me the best example that you've had of someone um, showing you courageous leadership, servant leadership?
0: Um, it would be, I mean, I go back to, um, I still have to go back to the Army. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of great leaders and a lot of great uh, mentors in my life. Um, I, I, look, I look at you, Jorge, I see you as a great leader. I was, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have met you, uh, you know, through Jackson and through uh, Book Spirit Networking uh, every third Thursday of the month at Bar Louis. Quick plug there. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Future leaders show up. Um, sergeant High, he was a platoon sergeant, yeah. and he was the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. Um, but he would do anything for you, as long as you're willing to put in the work. He helped me get my sergeant stripes. Yeah. He put me on a path and saw that I had potential that I could rise the rank and I could lead. Yeah. But by having that great leader there in front of me and pushing me and holding me accountable and allowing me to do the work and putting those paths in there, um, helped me to get where I am today. So I take a lot from the Army and the, the life that I led there and everything that I've done and use that to move forward. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I keep coming back to that, the leadership from from the military, from the Army, because I didn't have that a lot of that growing up. So it took me, you know, getting out of my comfort zone of doing all the stuff I was doing, the way I was supposed to do things, to going totally different, putting myself out there. And because of that... I, like you said, I've failed so many times between mm-hmm. those times, but a lot of those times in there, I've had some great successes yeah. and you build off of those and you look at what you've done, um, go into that cookie jar, yeah. pull out those successes yep. and celebrate those. I have a hard time doing it. So I bring it up a lot, celebrate those small successes and, and just keep building on that and then learn from your mistakes, learn from your failures. Awesome. All right. Now we're gonna get into some fun. That was too deep. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Talking or texting? Talking. I love it. Me too. Uh, last song you download it? Oh geez, um, I just download. I just downloaded uh, "Dare to Lead" the Dare, book. Dare to lead. I, I don't download music. That's not music. Mate. Yeah, that's all right. all right. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I got. I, uh, I'm an audible nerd. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your super strength? Super strength.
1: I am tremendously focused, and I can just I, I outwork. I outwork people. I count on uh, people quitting along the way, and I just keep working.
0: That's all. You can always work outwork the best people out there.
1: That's wrestler mentality, man.
0: All right, there you yeah. go. Uh, the the place you want to travel most.
1: Ooh, I'd love to travel to Brazil. Ooh, I, I like really that. would. I uh, have been practicing uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu for about 11 years. I was awarded my black belt in December, Sweet. and that is still a a spot I would love to go uh, just to pay
0: homage to the martial art. Okay. I love it. I love it. Do you wear socks with your sandals? No. 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 one? Not, well. <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> not all the time, but... <laughs> Oh, geez. All right. Um, what do you need to be a happy person?
1: I am, you know, I, I use this saying that dogs got to hunt. And so if I am not in the relentless pursuit of something worthwhile, I am not happy. That the challenge. worst thing that could happen is if I won the lottery and never had to work again. Um, I think that would really mess with my mind. There I, you go. That dog's got to hunt, man. they got to stay hunt. after
0: it. Right? Yep. I see that. I love it. Uh, name one of the seven dwarfs Grumpy. Grumpy. Okay, name two. Sleepy. All right. Yeah. Any more? Dopey. Th- look at you. You. I think you've done the best I've know this. I keep you going. Like, how many pull ups can you do in a row? A dozen. A dozen? Yeah. Baker's dozen? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me? A dozen on a good day. A dozen on a good day? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So this is one of my favorite questions and we'll wrap this up. Are women complicated? Extremely. Extremely. I love that you answer honestly, because even the women believe it as well. I want to thank you, Jorge, for being on Local First Podcast and for all the complicated women that are in our lives that bring us young man up to be strong man today. Carry on this conversation online, Facebook, all you have to do, or LinkedIn, or whatever, Twitter, whatever you want to. I ask that you share. If you like this, share it with one other person. Um, If you have any feedback, comments, please leave those as well. Uh, Jorge, thank you so much for being on Local First Podcast.
1: Rob, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care.